This is the EWN Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Gina Davis, and welcome to Event Talk. Do you want to make more money with your products and services at festivals, fairs, and expos? Then you're in the right place. Each week, Event Talk brings you interviews with business experts, makers, artists, and business owners, nonprofits that have all successfully navigated the ins and outs of business. Plus, we want to take you behind the curtain, sharing our time-tested event marketing secrets so that you can get the most from every booth at every event. Join us as we explore what's happening at festivals, fairs, expos near you and around the country. Event Talk is your source for everything you need to get the event return on investment you deserve. I'm excited about today's conversation. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Today's conversation is going to be an interesting one. We're talking to both an event organizer who also sets up vendor booths. And I really wanted to get with her and discuss the difference. She'll have a very unique perspective, I believe. And today's guest is Yasmeen, and I am your host, Gina Davis. I would like to start by sharing a little bit about my guest. Now, Yasmeen is a native to the Mid-South, but she was born over in our neighboring state of Arkansas. She currently resides in Bartlett, Tennessee with her husband, Zane, and their son, Prince Trevor, and their precious a two-year-old kitty cat. She is the founder of Yaz Nation Corporation. She has a mini empire of multi-businesses, and their foundational belief is to practice and embrace a shared economy by teaching the importance of sharing social and multicultural awareness, being eco-friendly, frugal, autonomy, and being self-sufficient. If you're interested in learning more about our guest today, Yasmin, we'll have a link for you below Okay, yes, let's get started. How are you doing today? I'm doing lovely, and how are you? I am doing good. I'm so happy to have we finally got the chance to do this. So, Yasmin and I have known each other. I guess the first time I met you is when you came to the event Talk Live, our open house. So, uh, one of the things um, in Fine Vendor Booth that we're doing is about on a quarterly basis, we run a live event in each city that we're in. Currently, we're only in the Memphis, Tennessee area, but we're, we've got goals of expanding into our neighborhood cities in the, I think, in the spring of 2020. Well, hopefully, we'll be getting there. And as we do that, we'll be having live events in those cities also. But yes, we met at that one. That was the first time I had the opportunity to just even have a chat with you. She, uh, to me, is the social media queen. I mean, you can find her all over social media, and I won't. To spend a few minutes, yes, telling everybody, you know, any other information about yourself and your business. Yes, Yes Nation Corporation is based on sharing the economy by teaching people how important it is just to embrace diversity by learning about different people uh, through their cultural practices in addition to ways to save the planet by being frugal and eco-friendly. That's precious right there you hear in the background. <laughs> My business, I'm attempting to expand people's horizons as far as just embracing the beautiful aspects of being diverse. We definitely need more multicultural awareness uh, going on in, in the whole country. 
And that's one of the things I really love about what you're doing. I know for fine vendor booths, we're trying to go that route. And because this is my goal to be an international company, I know for me, that means I'm going to have people working for me from all over the world. There are festivals in India, so I'm assuming at some point I'm going to have somebody from India working for me. So one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about was a little bit about some of the other things I've noticed that you're doing. I've noticed that you run an educational segment. So tell us a little bit about who that actual target audience for those are. Well, I have, as you stated, a multi-level business, and with Mm -hmm. me coaching, I coach from different arenas, uh, ranging from entrepreneurs, freelancers, individuals who are just starting their business, to also coaching people on how to live a more fulfilling life without going into debt, i.e. being frugal, (laughs) and learning how to use their resources and implementing the four R's of being frugal, which is recycling, repurposing, reducing, and reusing. Yes, I, I'm, I can see that it makes a difference, and I really love that about the space that you're in and where you're trying to go with it. Not where you're trying to go, where you are going with it. Let's talk a little bit about the vendor co-op that you, are, you currently run, and if I remember right, you run that on a weekly basis. It is on a weekly basis, but it's strictly on the weekend. Right. And with that, we avail space to individuals who may uh, not have access to a co-working, because that's what type of community is, it's a co-working, who may not have access to one during the week or who may need just additional access on the weekend. Mm -hmm. Yes, Vendor Co-op provides that community for them. So are you actually... Offering space for them to do their work or offering space for them like a pop-up shop? That is a wonderful question. Mm-hmm. And interesting, we're a combination of both of your questions. A space to do their work. In addition, as a member, because it is an exclusive membership, right. as a member, uh, of course, a vendor is any person or business offering a service or product to any other person or business. So as a vendor... And a, a member, you can set up a vendor's booth. Yeah, it's been for a while. But otherwise, as a member, you can just come there to work on your business. We provide spaces for individuals to have different events because a co-op community for Yes Nation is mm-hmm. any business business interaction. One business wants wants to do a podcast at Yes Nation's vendor co-op, and they're a member. They can come in and do a podcast, or if an individual selling products, they can come in and set up a vendor's booth to sell their products to the members. Mm-hmm. So that's how Yes Nation's Vendor Co-op operates. Well, I definitely didn't know the piece. I knew the piece about the podcast and the piece about you did have them come up and do like the, the pop-up shop type thing. But I did not know the piece about whether you, they actually had a space there just like the co-work spaces that are so popular right now. So that's really good to know. I'm glad we actually had this conversation. I didn't know that. So let me ask you this. I know we've had this discussion. Over here at Fine Vendor Booth, our exhibitors that set up Vendor Booth are, I don't feel like seeing that this is a marketing tool that they have. And I, I what I want to talk about a little bit is, from your perspective, where you're doing the vendor co-op, do those people really understand the whole concept behind that this is a marketing strategy? 
And what no. do those typically? What do those businesses that you're having at your co-op look like? Who benefits from that? Who benefits from from, okay. from doing that kind of, of event? That is a wonderful question. As far as uh, pop up, when it comes to what I what I claim misunderstanding or miscommunication, misinformation, mm-hmm. a lot of individuals. Uh, where the noun entrepreneur, but they don't do the verb entrepreneur. Yeah, I agree. So when it comes to pop-up, they think success or their outcome is supposed to be like popcorn and just pop up. They right. don't realize they still have to sell their personality. They still have to have a service or a product that people need. Soft skills still matter, whereas a lot of individuals think that just because they have a booth, that it's going to equate to a sale, do anything else. So that is a common occurrence that I've seen. Whereas with Yes Nation Spending Co-op, our demographic is more so for people who have an established clientele and they need an address and some place to meet with them. So I've had a chance to scale back on individuals who are just looking for a pop-up because the problems that I was seeing with that, they expect you to supply them with the traffic. With me doing the co-working space, I may have X amount of members and each person's demographic, as you asked me, may be different. But mm-hmm. with the pop-up, they equate head count with that's going to be traffic that's going to generate income for me. With me having to continuously face that with vendors, I had to, once again, decide if that was the route I wanted to pursue or if I wanted to pursue a route where I was catering to businesses that already had their clientele, just needed a space to meet with their clientele. Mm-hmm. So that's where I come in with the co-working space. Right. I definitely see the advantages of going that route because uh, I, I've seen that time and time again, and, and I try to teach our, my my members that it doesn't matter where you're going, you need to invite your audience also because it's really relevant that you have that mixture of people coming, and if you just depend on one person to bring them all in, then you're just really limiting your opportunities uh, are the the opportunities are limited because if no, not everybody is participating, or at least the largest percentage of them are participating in trying to get their own clients there, then it, it just yeah you're just spinning your wheel. So it, it's definitely something yes, that we're trying, trying to teach our members too. And that's something, uh, Gina, I definitely have seen occur time and time again. It's like whatever fee uh, the Vendors pay, they think that that includes the event promoter mm-hmm. providing the traffic as well. And the problem with that, the event promoter may not know who your demographics are. No, so I agree. They should be held responsible, but a lot of vendors do hold event promoters responsible. And that's why for me, the co-working space is more so of mm-hmm. what I'm being forced for people who know who their demographics you know, mm-hmm. make consist of and who don't rely on other people to supply the traffic. That's why one of our values is about autonomy and being self-sufficient. Times event promoters are expected to do well beyond just promoting an event. That's what that's what is called an event promoter, not a vendor promoter. 
One of the things that we're trying to provide with Find Vendor Booths is a more glimpse at what the target audience potentially are going to be at those events. But that also depends on the event organizers. In the right space, when she's actually trying to get attendees to show up to those events, sometimes it does go back to the event organizer not really understanding the concept of that you have to find where your audience is and be in that space to do your, like, your invitations, your advertising, and stuff like that. And again, you know, our goal is to really educate the audience, both from the exhibitor in and from the event organizer in, to being more profitable. That's the end goal, right? <laughs> Bring more money, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So I think we have one more question here I want to ask. I think we're winding up this section, and what I'd like you to do is maybe have Yas tell you a little bit about what to expect if you become part of her vendor co-op, and how they can find out more about doing that. Is Yes, become a member of Yas Nation's vendor co-op. It definitely is a community of like-minded individuals who are very dedicated to making sure their businesses grow and prosper. In addition to the fact that you can schedule your clients or your customers, so we give you more control of your time management. In addition, if you want to do a class or a workshop or have an event there, it's a great atmosphere. We provide the amenities that a pop-up may not provide. For example, we have the restroom, a kitchen, a live chef, a frugal genie, an in-house advertising and marketing uh, enterprise. We have a concierge section, a lobby area, the big flat screen. These are some of the amenities that are given versus doing the traditional pop-up. Those are some of the wonderful things that you can experience once you become a member of Yes Nation's Vendor Co-op. Okay, we're going to take a break for our sponsors right now, and we'll be back in just a few. Calling all speakers. eWomen Network has speaking engagements all over North America that must be filled. Are you a gifted messenger, author, expert, or successful entrepreneur that can help women entrepreneurs grow their businesses? Our mission is to help 1 million fulfilled women each achieve $1 million in annual revenue. If you're a speaker that can help women prosper, go to eWomenNetwork.com and sign up as a pro member of our Speakers Network. That's eWomenNetwork.com. Well, welcome back. We're still with Yasmeen of Yaz Nation Corp Corporation. One of the reasons I invited Yaz was that she has the perspective from both as an event organizer and setting up her own booths at other events. So in this next segment, we're really going to be speaking to the exhibitor. We're going to be speaking to what strategies that she uses and what her best tips are. So we're going to get started on this. So Yaz, welcome back. Are you ready to get going? Absolutely. Okay. The first question I have for you is, We've already talked that you set up your own vendor booths at other events besides your own. How many outside events have you done in the last year? 
probably about 10 to 15. What kind of events, or how do you decide, let's start with what kind of events do you typically look for? That's an interesting question because part of my goal is to share social and multicultural awareness. The type of events I look for are various. Sometimes I go to events for senior citizens because they have a culture. Sometimes mm -hmm. I go to events for kids. Sometimes I may do events for uh, gay pride. So it varies for me. I can't really zone in on one demographic because mm -hmm. my foundation is, a, is based on sharing multicultural awareness. And I think that's a great foundation. When you look at the events, are there any that you don't fit your demographic to actually attend? Yes, there are a lot that fit my demographic that I don't attend. Number one, I don't like heavily crowded events with ah. vendors. I like small, intimate events, maybe five to ten vendors. Oh, okay, very so cool. I, yeah, I like small communities. Yeah. So if Cooper Young Festival, they're oh, yeah. heavily populated because of my personality, because of my goal, because of the fact that I like to establish long-term Girl, are you telling me you're an introvert? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not an introvert per se. I would say I want to make sure that I make a lasting impression. I got you. I got you. And I can do that if I'm crowded around with a lot of people. I understand. Super yes. young is crazy. I mean, I. I've, I have never done an actual vendor booth at Cooper Young. So, so let me let the audience know because we're, you know, anybody can listen to this podcast. Cooper Young is started in one of our like up and coming areas in our city and it just has gone crazy. And it is literally sardine packed with attendees yeah. every year. And I'm not exaggerating. It is sardine packed. And, uh, it's like, so much hype behind it. it. It gets a lot of advertising money and stuff. So I know that's why it's so big like that. But if that's your demographic, oh, my God, you do need to be there. But it's one of the pricier events, too. And it's huge. I mean, I don't think they have less than 50 vendors there and maybe more like 100 vendors. Oh, no, they have probably like 500. You think but it's that many? I, I was getting yeah. that. Yeah, but I'm not a good count, account of things. So don't ask me how many miles it is. I can't tell you that. See, okay. I used to, to be in there. Uh-huh. When I first got started. Well, maybe yeah. Maybe five, six years ago, I've been yeah. there maybe one or two events, and it was heavily populated then, but now yeah. it's just, it's just it's extreme. Crazy now. Then the other thing that uh, I've definitely stay away from if I find an event that has the same type of vendor. Ah, yeah, yeah. Same vendors every time. I know somebody, yeah. I know I just did a uh, podcast with a jeweler and she's like, I don't want to go to an event where the event organizer has not controlled at all how many other jewelry people are going to be there. And I think that's back to lack of education on the event organizer side. You know, back to, yeah, I mean, both me and you, you guys, we need to educate not only our exhibitors, but the event organizers. Exactly. Yeah. And You're then I think that goes along, Gina, with anti-capitalism, a mm. more so shared economy. So with that, the best way that 
Yes Nation vendor co-op, for example, practices that we make sure we don't have a vendor booth serving or selling the same thing. I agree. Because I agree. we want our vendors to cooperate, not compete. Right. So with right. those are some of the things that keep me away from certain events yeah. or set up at certain uh, functions and so forth. If I see it just heavily crowded with vendors or if the vendors are the same as others. Yeah. Like yeah. If it's three or four jury vendors, you, you don't need all of that. It's no. hard for them to network and because they, yeah. they want to make sure they're out doing the next and that's just too much commotion yeah. for me. So I tend to stay away from those types of events to answer your question. So one of our target audiences is direct sellers. So that would be like your paparazzi, your your CBD oils and stuff like that. And and actually, to share with the audience, that's what I got started in. I got started in a little company called Send Out Cards back in the day. It's still around. It's still around. Uh, and I still love their concept and everything. And But I was doing the vendor-based stuff with um, Send Out Cards in the beginning. And I did experience one of the events that I went to, even though I told the event organizer, According to our, you know, rules and regulations for our company, we're supposed to be the only one there. And she flat out let another one come in. And of course, I didn't figure it out till we got there. From the exhibitor perspective, it's to me really important that the event organizers do understand that that is just a huge turnoff for us. Don't, we don't want to compete against people doing the same thing. There's enough people out there needing the vendor things, and if you're not getting them, then you're not advertising in the right place. Hey, Fine Vendor Booth does that. Okay, finish up here. I know I've got a couple other questions that I know you're going to give me some wonderful answers to. One of the things I want to talk about is what contributes to a successful vendor booth experience. Again, from the exhibitor perspective, what is the one strategy that you feel, Yaz, that contributes to success? It depends on what your intentions are going in. Some people... Say that, it, that it again. Your intentions going it, in. Right. What is your goal? Yes, and some people it is for instant gratification. But even though instant gratification may be their goal, everybody's idea of instant gratification is not the same. That Some people's idea may be money. Some people's main uh, purpose may be an email list. Some people's main goal may be a video. You know, so it depends on what your your intentions are and what you yeah. what you think will make you happy with reaching that goal. Yeah, uh, so so perfect. I mean, that's a great answer because uh, I mean it's really important to have a goal, not just buy the booth and show up. I mean, you need to have a clear goal of what you're wanting to get out of it. I mean, there's so much more to it than that, but that's a, a really good start. So our last question for this segment. So say I'm just getting started in a business. I've got a creative business. Maybe I'm a direct salesperson, and I want to try this marketing strategy called vendor booth marketing. What is your best tip for someone trying to get started? My best tip for someone trying to get started, accept mistakes as learning experiences. So true. Well, I've really enjoyed our conversation today, but I want to make sure the audience knows how to get in touch with you. Let's share 
ways to act for actually for them to get in touch with you? You can contact me at 901-336-0452. You can also find me on Facebook under Yasmeen, or you can go to my page, Yas Nation Vendor Co-op, like the page, and you can inbox me if you're interested in becoming a member that way, or you can go to my website. Okay, great. We'll definitely have all that information in, below in the show notes, and that you'll so that you'll be able to easily get the information without having to copy it down. So that's it for today, guys. It was a really great show, and uh, as I said, I'll have her information down below. But any other resources that we mentioned, we'll have those down below too. Our next podcast will go live on November fifth, two thousand nineteen. Today, I want to invite you to become part of the Find Vendor Booth community by joining an exclusive membership where we procure the latest events, accepting applications for vendor booths. Check out our membership page for the current information on membership. Find Vendor Booth is your one-stop resource for everything you need to know to get the best results from each and every festival, fair, and expo. Y'all have a great week. We're gone. Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast Network.